following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as, uh, as well, it really depends on who you talk to that as people talk about this uh, idea of guilt as it relates to God, that some people feel like God thrives on our guilt and, and kind of peddles <laughs> in guilt. And so, and we know that's not true and that's, that's not a biblical perspective, but that is many times a worldly or, or maybe uninformed perspective. What truly is God's heart on guilt? Well, just, just to be clear, one thing that we have in almost all of our, what we call keys is God's heart on whatever it is. It could be anger, uh, it could be depression, God's heart on time management, you know, just, but what, what, in other words, what does God say about it? And I remember when we were first doing this topic, this is years ago, I was surprised at, um, at conclusions I needed to come to. Okay. Um, as, in other words, you don't have to be a Judas to be considered guilty. Mm. Uh, in truth, no one has escaped being classified as guilty, meaning from earliest childhood. Um, I don't know if you, uh, Jeff, ever stole a cookie from a cookie jar. but oh. uh, <laughs> there are countless <laughs> stories to you. <laughs> okay. Or, uh, you know, in, in childhood... Uh, it is normal for kids to disobey because they're they're testing the limits. Uh, at some point, they'll test and see, is this really a no? And the point is, uh, the Bible sheds light on the purposes of guilt. And his heart is to use your true guilt to fulfill his plan to restore literally his image in us to to adjust our attitudes and actions. So um, point one would be guilt-free or guilt-ridden consciences, our consciences, um, are given by God to persuade us that we are obeying or disobeying his will. That's what the conscience is for. And the Bible even says in Romans 2, they show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts. Now, listen to that. Written on our hearts, their consciences also bearing witness and their thoughts sometimes accusing them and other times defending them. My point is the issue of feeling guilty is actually God-given to show us where we're where we're blowing it, where we're we're off, and this actually is referring to those who are not Christians. Meaning, this this Romans two is about those who are not believers; they're not godly people, but the laws are written on their hearts. Okay, so. Um, that's what he does. He writes his law on our hearts. Number two, guilty uh, or guilt is is universal. It's a condition we all share. Um, but God 
is willing to forgive us and purify those who confess their sins to him. And we see that in 1 John 1. Uh, we see that guilt left unconfessed and unforgiven, that brings painful consequences that God uses to discipline us. And uh, it's, it's interesting. It's like the Bible says in Jeremiah 30, Why do you cry out over your wound, your pain that has no cure? Because of your great guilt and many sins, I have done these things to you. So there are times when God will enable us to have consequences for our disobedience to show us this is not going to work. This is not the right way for us to live. Next point. God, um, well, I'll say it this way. Guilt that's concealed, hidden, is harmful. But guilt that's confessed is met with mercy. And that's important. In the book of Proverbs, which is the book on wisdom, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. That's Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen. Now, this is important. Next point. Guilt is used by God. Guilt that is used by God causes us to confess our sins, that he might forgive our sins. And uh, I, I really have appreciated this scripture so much in Psalm 32. I, I acknowledged my sins to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And then what's the conclusion? And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Now, what I want to emphasize, we have more points, but there is good guilt, there is false guilt, and there's also, at times, no guilt when there should be guilt. So, meaning, guilt can be good when it turns us around. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, president of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. 
The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at one 800 917 We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have any questions about the topic of guilt or any number of topics, really, we have over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. Our Keys for Living address one particular topic, and something is sure to be related to whatever you're dealing with in life. We'll we'll do a, a full study on any one of those topics. Maybe it's a relational issue, even a theological issue that you can uh, talk to our customer support team and let them know what kind of help you will be uh, looking for. These uh, Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on so many topics. And we want to recommend one of those tonight, the Keys for Living called Guilt, Living Guilt-Free. And customer support is available at 800-488-HOPE. Uh, That's Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the right resources. Their number, again, is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Go to the website as well for a full listing of our resources, and you'll find everything there at hopefortheheart.org, including our Keys for Living, uh, June's Bible Studies, other books that she's written. Uh, Again, it's hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we welcome back a caller listening in Colorado on KGFT, The Word. We have again Michael. Well, welcome back, Michael. I'm so glad we can talk again. Thank you, June, so much. Well, you're welcome. I think um, what we talked about last was you, well, you doing an assignment. I called it a Thanksgiving project, but um, did you do any of that project? Oh, absolutely. And I found it to be very oh, blessed. I was blessed in doing it, and um, it was very rewarding, um, very freeing, and I believe the Lord gave me revelation because um as I would do it, I'd do it in early in the morning when I'd wake up, and then again uh, throughout the day, and then in, even in the evening again. And just uh, the Lord would keep bringing to my remembrance things that you know I could be, I could potentially be grateful for. And what I found is that in being thankful for things. Just the little things, the big things, I thanked him for you, I thanked him for Jeff, Mm. uh, Oliver, I thanked him for your show, I thanked him for the cross and what Jesus did. I 
just heaven, eternity, um, being a child of God. Uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, fresh air, water, fresh water. Hmm. All, all these little things that aren't so little, really, because they're all huge, really. We need it's some things that are life-giving. And well, the one yeah, thing that he did, okay. um, really quick before um, I forget, is that, um, see, all my life, June, I had been under false guilt. I had been living, because I had confessed my sins, every one of them, probably maybe a half a dozen times or so. And, but yet I'd have to keep confessing them because I always felt this false guilt. And once I started the Thanksgiving project that we, that you had me do, um, the guilt, the false guilt and the shame went away. And it, it re, it reminded me of when I was very young and, you know, I was taught to not blame Satan. And I know this is this may sound crazy at first, but please bear with me for a minute. Um, okay. So um, I realized that Satan is not at fault for our choices a lot of times, but he is the the Satan. He is the deceiver and the accuser. And so, what instead of putting the blame on him. I would take his blame and put it on myself, or he would take it probably and deceive me into holding on to his blame as if I was guilty. And that yes. was that was part of the false guilt that I that I took upon myself and that I got free of by doing this little exercise. Because once I started the Thanksgiving, um it was like the Lord just gave me this revelation that, yeah, it is his fault. He's the, the accuser. You've already been forgiven. He's the deceiver and the accuser, and he's trying to uh, re-accuse me of things that the Lord had already forgiven me for. Mm -hmm. and, and I think a lot of Christians go through that. They go through this thing where they get deceived into believing that they're not being forgiven by the Lord. Well, he did his work on the cross over 2,000 years ago, so there's no, if once you believe that, there's no need to keep repenting of the same, the same sin that you've already confessed. I don't know if any of this makes sense to you, but... Oh, of course. Well, when we initially talked, um, which hasn't been long ago, we talked about... And I asked you a lot of questions about your background, and you had tremendous instability as a kid. Um, right. Your dad, um, being an alcoholic, uh, and died of alcoholism, um, and you said he wasn't there for you. Your mom um, was incredibly hard on you, uh, cruel at times, um, and she put this huge fear of people in you, and the the concerns I had, you had said, I don't feel God loves me. Now, in your head, you knew that God 
Yes. You, you looked at, you knew scriptures, but you were saying, I don't feel that God loves me. And, but, but the problem can be, what are we going to focus on when, as you had said, I feel stuck. Uh, you said, I don't have joy in my heart. And you were being very candid with me, which I deeply appreciate. Because it's like who God is and what he's done for you, even though you would acknowledge, yes, there were many things that he had done for you, but it's like you couldn't uh, entrust yourself fully to him the way you were thinking at the time, even though you are a true, authentic Christian. Um, I, and I, I know that. I can tell. Um, and so I thought, well, let's get uh, practical and real um, for you to focus on what can you think, thank God for literally. And um, I I just thought maybe this would be a huge help because instead of focusing on the fear you could have of displeasing God or, or the fear of, of or, or just not even being able to trust God, on one level you do, you did for salvation. And I and I heard that. But 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 then to live with it I think has to do with what can we what can stabilize us? And part of it can be saying, you know, I'm going to focus on what I can see that I can thank God for. And and so it was over. It, it sounds like it was um, uh, not just helpful, but it was incredibly uh, eye-opening to you, is that correct? Uh, yes, it definitely was eye-opening because although at times, you know, I have learned to be thankful and not take things, especially as you get older, or get up in age, you start realizing life is short. Um, I still... Um, would not do it on a consistent or daily basis, and I've made it. I've made that decision that I'm going to continue in thank in, in a an attitude of I guess they call it attitude of gratitude, mm -hmm. uh, but of thanks of thankfulness for the rest of my life. It's just going to be I'm going to I'm going to integrate it into my psyche, so to speak, and into my heart. Fantastic. Well, just and see, continue on in that. Yeah, and, and there's a reason why God would say, "In all things, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you." And let me make the distinction: it doesn't say for all things. Exactly. There are some bad things, ungodly right. things, that God does not initiate, but He does give free will to all of us human beings. And so the people that um, have horrible injustice, things that happen, that's not that God put that on them. 
if it's it, many people go against God's will. In fact, we all have done that. But the point is to for for there therefore to, for us to read in God's perfect word in His communication to us, uh, because it is called the Word of God, that we are to give thanks. In other words to thank God for what you're going to learn through this. Again, it is being thankful for the, the times of pain that you had as, as a boy. You know, I'm, I'm going to ask, do you think that, okay, you're going to be, I believe you told me you were going to a... Um, is is it a Bible institute? Is it, uh, or I know you're going to, going to go get some more education. Is that right? Yes, so Bible okay. college. Bible college. Okay. Now, you think about that. There will be all kinds of ages there. Right. If someone, if you, let's say you you met a young man who began to talk about having an a, a totally unstable background and um, unpredictable, you know, uncaring parents uh, that that did not at all prioritize that young man. And he's telling you about that. Do you believe that you would have more or less compassion for him? More. They, more so. Okay, and why? Because I've been there and I can, I can actually feel what he's feeling because of my experience. Yes. Therefore, for you to say, thank you, God, that you've given me compassion for those who had unstable backgrounds. Thank you that you've given me firsthand experience so that I can, as the scripture says, um, weep with those who weep, even if it's not the physical tears, but your heart goes out to those who are hurting. You know, um, that's invaluable because, see, that means that you could reach a person who's struggling where somebody else who's never experienced that kind of We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. That's hopefortheheart.org pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you? 
that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as precious and beloved to Him? So many of us have a distorted image of God, that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you believe. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular 31-day devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. You will gain biblical insight to help embrace the life-changing truth of the identity you have through your relationship with Jesus Christ. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night, and we give praise to God for how it has been used by Him to change so many lives for so many years. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, for yourself or for a loved one at junehunt.org. That's junehunt.org. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's a Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll be happy to help uh, recommend some resources for you, whatever would help you the most. We uh, do have a lot of resources on our website, and uh, maybe they'll point you there to one of our quick reference guides. Those are uh, quick uh, two-page uh, printouts if you want to print them out or you read them right there on the screen and uh, find out uh, just a quick uh, look at any of the topics that we do have in our fuller treatments called the Keys for Living, and they could recommend some of those for you as well. Our Keys for Living on the topic of guilt we're recommending tonight called Living Guilt-Free, and they can help you with that or whatever it would help you the most. Their number again, 800-488-HOPE. Now, if you would like to speak with June about something that's going on in your life and you'd like to get some insight from her, see what God's heart would be on your situation, give us a call at 800 and we would be happy to talk with you and see what questions you have and then schedule you pretty soon. Actually, we have availability in the next few days and we'd like to have you on the program here. So, Give us a call at 800-917-800-644-4817. Let's return to our conversation with Michael. Well, Michael, I thought I would share one thing uh, with you. When I first did this kind of assignment um, to do a Thanksgiving project where every day you write down one thing uh, to thank God for, um, I did this with students. And um, I uh, had 600 in the junior high division of um, at at the church that I was going that that actually where I received salvation, and didn't plan on being a youth director, but I I had um, a minimum of like 60 kids in in one room, and and I said, all right, I want you to do this. To, I want you to thank God for something you would never, ever think to thank God for. Uh, just something, um, and I, I remember giving an example, and I, I just immediately just thought, okay, I thought wallpaper. Wallpaper can look really nice. Um, it's, um, you know, 
I never, I remember thinking, I just looked around, I thought, well, here's wallpaper. Oh, I never thought to thank God for wallpaper. And, <laughs> but it, all these patterns and all. And so the next night, <clears throat> all the kids came back and I said, okay, what have you decided to thank God for? And so they were all, you know, one after another sharing. And uh, the, uh, I, I just wanted to share, one guy said, I just thank God for toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and and I thought, now that is a very legitimate Thanksgiving uh, uh, expression. But but you know, you start thinking about all these things. Um, I remember one time being at a, a military base, and uh, I had done a USO tour. And so I, for some reason, I now was on doing a lot of military bases. I was doing programs. And, uh, and I remember when I arrived at one particular home where we stayed for uh, however many days, they had a water shortage. And uh, it was Fort Belvoir, which I'd never heard of before. But the point is, this this shortage, they had told all of us, um, do not let the water run, uh, like if you're taking a shower, or if you're brushing your teeth, just brush, you know, put water on the on the toothbrush, but don't let don't just run water. Right. And they were so sensitive about that. I'd never thought of it before. I'd never been anywhere where there was a shortage of water. And I remember thinking, I don't think I've ever valued water until I had that situation and was there for about a week. I became so sensitized. They they were stacking bricks in the toilets in the in the tank just so that they would not because this huge water shortage and and. You know, if you if you think, um, there's so many things that we haven't thanked God for, but if you if if you can consider what would it be like if you had no water, uh, there are all kinds of things we use water for that we take for granted, and so I think uh, you'll be able to help others, even with that kind of a project, especially since. The Bible is clear. There are several places that that express that we need to give, be thankful, and specifically thankful to to God um, for for certain things. Um, in in Philippians, um, one of the most well known passages in the Bible is uh, very clear. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. present your request to God. And what's going to happen? Verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what we see is it matters what we choose to do by virtue of obeying God. If he says we are to 
when when we're in a challenging situation, instead of just being anxious, uh, it says, instead, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And and then he's he's going to give us a guarded heart and a guarded mind. So when I think of you, um, you had a rugged upbringing. It was hard. It was painful. Uh, and you had no choice. You're just a kid. And we don't have choices about the family uh, in which we grow up. The, the location, the, 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 not only the house, but just, you know, even where we are put, like in schools. And some are negative, some are positive, but all of that can be used by God. And I used to think, I remember distinctly, I, this is right before I became a Christian, I thought, I thought you know, I was seeing these incredible young people my age i was a teenager and i thought i've never seen i didn't know anything about christianity i'd never seen authentic christians and they were very attractive to me and i'm talking about the guys the gals just i'm not i'm i just was drawn to whatever they had and i thought it was information that they had because they knew the bible and i didn't and i thought then later I learned they don't have just information. They have transformation. I figured right. that out later. Well, I, what do you mean transformation? We are told we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so, but my question was, but if God's really a loving God, how could he allow the painful circumstances of a dad who has three families going on all at the same time. Uh, he was cruel at times. Um, you know, just the way he treated people, I could not understand. Now, he wasn't bad all the time, um, but I, it was so unpredictable. I never knew whether things were going to be positive or negative. And so I tried to stay outside the home until I had to go in right at six, and I would just shoot baskets over and over and over and over. Uh, just, and it wasn't even the right regulated regulation height. But then later I found out, okay, I made the, you know, varsity basketball team just because I didn't want to go inside. But my, and so in a strange way, God used that for good. But, but my, my thought is, um, as much as I hate that you've had these challenges in life, I have to turn around and say, but God used those bad things, the painful things, to give me to stretch my capacity for compassion. And that's exactly what he's doing with you. And so as you, you know, now I say, thank you, God. In fact, I'm going to have to do something with some of our material on adultery. I'm, I need to write a whole intro and because I grew up in an adulterous home, so I know all about that. And so I'm going to be doing a number of, of intros of our material. But my point is, I am thankful. Um, I'm away from the painful part. I mean, sometimes I can still 
feel um, the angst of of it, whatever was going on that that was so wrong during childhood. But but you and I, in that respect, we are going to be able to relate to others. Whereas other people, they'll they'll look at certain people and they, I can't imagine why, why, how could anybody be that way, or why, you know, and and it's like no no passion to reach that person who's wayward. But you know, I often think, well, what was that person's life like growing up? And many times you find out, like I later with my dad, I found out my father. Well, my my dad's father would beat his mother, meaning his wife. My dad dad's uh, father um, would would literally assault his wife, and then the kids would escape. And I knew nothing about that for at least ten years after um, he had died. And I wish I had known. But Dad never, ever, ever said a word about his background. So part of your Thanksgiving will be valuable to thank God for the things you've never thought to thank Him for, and especially the pain, because that means you can identify, you can hurt where people are are hurting. You have hurt in the past, therefore... Um, you can earn credibility as you talk with others because you've been there. Yeah, that what? is the best feeling is when, because I've, I think I told you the story about the little boy last week. Yeah, the student who was going to kill ever. himself, or no, kill others. Yeah. Yeah, he was going to, yeah, and you were used. about... Yeah, he told me about his, his situation after years of working with him. Mm. But I was able to to let him know about mine, and mine was much worse than his. <laughs> wow. Really, he was able to put it into better perspective, like he thought he was the only one. Exactly. Yes. And I was able to identify with him, so it freed him up. Cause you feel freedom the way he never felt before. Yeah, well, that is huge, and you can speak into his life in the future. The sound you're hearing is your generosity at work. That's our folding machine preparing hundreds of our short biblical resources to send to prisoners around the country. Hi, I'm Curtis Hale, President of Hope for the Heart. I want to say thank you for your prayers and financial support of our ministry. Thanks to your generosity, we've been able to send thousands of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to prisoners in Texas and to Rikers Island in New York City. These practical resources are pointing inmates to the hope of God's Word on issues like anger, abuse, depression, loneliness, salvation, and more. They're truly changing lives, and this is all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. 
That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have questions or concerns about the topic of guilt that we're talking about this evening, you can call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They can help you access the right resources for you. And I want to recommend our keys for living on the topic of guilt called Living Guilt-Free. And customer support is available again at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd prefer to email them, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org. Uh, that is rather customer support at hopefortheheart.org, customer support at hopefortheheart.org, and ask your questions there regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Let's return to tonight's conversation now with Michael. Well, my friend, I'm going to ask a question because you said when we first started talking, you said, all my life I had lived with false guilt and shame. And then now, now you are saying, I, I see now, I mean, you, you knew in your head that you had been forgiven, but now I think it's for real. Um, and every one of us has chosen wrong, so there is, and I'll, I'll probably need to add this, um, one thing that's applicable uh, about false guilt is it it occurs when you blame yourself even though you've committed no wrong or listen to the or or when you continue to blame yourself after you have confessed and turned from your sin and that's huge we all have chosen wrong so to continue to basically blame, 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 blame ourselves when we have confessed and turned, uh, that's going to be self-defeating no matter what. And that wouldn't be God's will for you. And you are right. In Revelation 12, verse 10, it, the, the scripture says the accuser of our basically our brothers and sisters are of Christians, the accuser of Christians. Uh, 
the accuser who accuses them before our God day and night, he has been hurled down. So we've got to be aware of a tactic, a tactic that the word Satan is adversary, is a Hebrew word. word um, it means enemy. Will be and he will be an enemy of yours, um, because you are a true, authentic Christian, and his attempts will be to figure out a way to use some tactic to make you feel defeated, and that's what I was sensing you were feeling, yeah, and that. And 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 I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so what what turned the corner here? Um, because you had been struggling before for years. Yeah. So what would, turned the corner? I would say part of it was just getting it out in the open. So just expressing it to you and. Um, then I think the, the thankfulness, what that did for me was, you, you, I can't remember the scripture you used, but it was perfect. It was almost like the perfect scripture about thanksgiving and thankfulness and what it does for you, because it, uh, something about how it, it um, oh, I can't even imagine it right now. I can't even express it, but it, it was just freedom with thanksgiving because then God blessed me back. It was like, by thanking God, He protected my soul from from the accusations of Satan, so that I finally realized it, was, it wasn't me. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I, I've sinned against God, but I've confessed my sin. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to keep rehashing old sin over and over and over and over again when I am, it's not my problem. It's Satan. It's, it's what he did. He's the accuser. He's the deceiver. I, right. I already, all, all of my sins are nailed on the cross with Christ. Exactly. And I think another thing is I had enough of the Word in me, because I've been studying the Word for a while, to where I finally realized the Word of God is true. It's what I've been believing has been a lie. Hmm. The lie of, it's Satan's guilt, not mine. Satan, because Jesus took my guilt. That's right. So... But he's never going to take Satan's guilt. So <laughs> Satan, all the, you know, and I learned this expression, and I was talking to Jeff about it earlier today. Um, the Hebrew, in Hebrew, they don't call Satan by a name. His name isn't Satan. His, it's the Satan. Yes. They don't, even, they don't even want to honor him, because the Satan means the accuser, the yes. deceiver, the evil one. And so that, I think, freed me up. I think it's God's grace. Fantastic. The scripture you may be thinking of, the reference, I 
uh, last time I mentioned, uh, it's First Thessalonians 5, uh, 17, 18, I think 18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we are to give thanks, whatever the circumstance is, um, or whatever the state is. Um, and that means we're going to thank him for what, at least I. this is how I do it, I thank him for what he's going to teach me or what I'm going to learn through this. And it can be, it can be, you know, there are times of rejection. It can be times when we are hurt, uh, wounded over something. But we're going to gain insights in the midst of that circumstance. And that's a fabulous gift to be given so that we are not, um, some people are like plastic. Um, it's like they they don't seem to relate well. Um, they're and I'm it, I'm not talking about personality. I'm just saying uh, they they haven't learned to care for others about their pain, and we're told that uh, we're going to have an opportunity to make a huge difference in people's lives. And I say that because um, I think that's going to be you. And I mean that sincerely. Uh, I think you have a, a depth. You have a greater depth than a lot of people uh, because of, of the pain that you, struck, you uh, suffered. You know, and, and like at the very end of the book of James, I love this scripture. I hardly ever mention it. At the end of the book of James, it says, If one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this, whoever turns a sinner away from his error will save him from death and cover over a multitude of sins. I think you have that capacity. I think that you have that sensitivity because you know what it's like to hurt. You know what it's like to choose wrong, which we all have. But uh, there's just something that I, I have thought when we first began to talk that I think you're, there's going to be a greater sensitivity that you will have to make a difference in the lives of others. But that means you're going to, as you said now, you're just going to go on and do that project that every day there will be at least one thing you're going to thank God for. Because it, and, you know, the, the point is, the reason I said God does love you is Jeremiah 31, 3. Um, we read, I, this is God speaking. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness. So, how long is everlasting? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So, it's, I, he's saying, my friend, I love you, and it will be forever. It's not going to be here today, gone tomorrow. It is 
forever. And that means what he's going to do, he's going to look at what is in your best interest. He's going to look at what will meet needs in your life so that you can turn around and express that kind of love toward others, looking for what meets their highest need, um, what's ever going, whatever is going to be for the best of their lives, because you know what it's like to hurt, and you know what it's like to literally um, have unpredictable people. Well, see, you're 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 going to be a stabilizer, and um, I was just talking with somebody tonight, where the rug kept being pulled out from underneath her to her, and in childhood, and it was awful things that, that that happened, and so she's so afraid to trust right now. But you know, the more we have our lives uh, secured by the Lord, where He is your security, He is your identity. You can't lose Him. You now, uh, the person who's closest to you could be killed in a car crash. So in that respect, you could lose someone who would profess loyalty to you. But you'll never lose the Lord because he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Does that make sense to you? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm excited. And if we need to talk again, let's do it because I I really care about you. And uh, feel free, we are here. Um, If you have questions, um, we have, and I'm gonna send you our, as a gift from our ministry, our, well, we call them keys um, on guilt-free living, or it's guilt then dash living guilt-free because you're going to be able to help others with these specifics. And and I'm excited about that. In fact, uh, Heavenly Father, would you pour your wisdom onto our friend? Would you, would you yes. make him feel so secure in you that the past is the past, but he's not living in the past. May he not be a prisoner of the past. May he be free to help others who are strugglers, those young men who need help and hope. Thank you that you're going to use him for the rest of his life. We will send our keys for living on guilt called Living Guilt Free. We'll send that to tonight's caller. And we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope, And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. To join us on the program, call 800-917, and we have availability in the next few days. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.